0: What's your favorite scary movie?
1: Time the podcast for two twenty-something LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. Hello.
0: This week hello. we're doing hello this this week uh, we're doing one that I've been wanting to do for a while, and it coincides great with some recent horror news that we'll talk about. But we're doing 1936's Dracula's Daughter. <laughs> um. Mm. This is something I've been wanting to do for a while, like I said, because it's hella gay, but... Yes. And uh, I always like to be that edgy lesbian that's like, oh, well, this is my favorite Universal monster <laughs> movie, even though Invisible Man is. But, like, this, I think this is at the very least better than the OG Dracula. I just rewatched both Ooh. of them. I'm, like, going through Xander lent me his Universal Monsters, like, Blu-ray pack, and I'm, like, rubbing my hands together.
1: <laughs> you like a little fly,
0: um, rubbing his hands together. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, um, this coincides well because, uh... Karin, they just announced that Karen Kusama is going to be making a Dracula for Blumhouse. Yes, in the same vein as Invisible Man, you know, modernized and like. She's going to. I I trust her with anything. I trust her with my life. Same. Um, um, same. So I can't fucking wait. And then so some. I think Ryan Larson on Twitter was like cast Megan Fox as Dracula, and then I'm like, can we just do Dracula's daughter with, with <laughs> yes! Megan Fox, please? Yes! Please! Please! And let her be a full-on les this time. But anyways. Let's go. Miss Kusama, I have some notes. (laughs) But, so we'll get into that. So what is Dracula's daughter? So, (laughs) it takes place immediately after the events of Dracula. And it's so funny because Van Helsing is just like, the police get there. And they see two dead bodies in Van Helsing, and he's like, okay, so that was me, but it was a vampire. <laughs> he's like <laughs> so chill about it, they're like, What happened? He's like, Well, I had to kill him. And they're like, Are you crazy? He's like, No, that was a vampire. He's so like nonchalant about it, like, why don't you believe me? Like, obviously, yeah. it's so funny to me.
1: <laughs> he had to do it to him. And all the confidence.
0: Of it. Um. <laughs> and then Countess Zaleska.
1: Dracula's daughter. Is
0: it like his real daughter or just someone that he
1: turned? I think it was just somebody he might have turned. Yeah, one
0: of his one of his ladies. She yeah. bur- she like burns his body and thinks like, oh thank God I'm free now I can live a normal life. And her henchman that should be played by Michael Shannon in a remake. Yes. Is like, uh, are you sure? And she's like, definitely I'm fine now. She's not fine. She's still a vampire. She's still and. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm just going through a whole synopsis here. She meets this psychiatrist that she thinks can help her. She's painting ladies in the nude and stuff. It's great. Anyways, um, I it's love great. this movie.
1: <laughs> 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 had you seen it before, Elle? I had not, no. I actually, okay. I haven't seen the original Dracula either. I'm, like, <laughs> Ooh. behind so, uh So, I get to compare it whenever I do see it. Um, but I had a good time watching it. Uh, thank you internetarchives.com for having the film, because I couldn't find it anywhere else streaming, so I was like, might as well. Yeah. It was good. It was in good quality, too, so I was, like,
0: highly oh, recommended. that's good. Is there an archives kind of, like, a public domain thing, or they just have, like, old shit on
1: there? I think so. It might be a bit of both. Um, because, okay. like, I also saw, uh, like, sometimes there's, like, a public domain YouTube channel, also hmm. so that has movies on it so it could it could be something like that but just like on the internet argument, right. so. so
0: had you seen any iterations of dracula
1: before uh <laughs> the only one i saw was with luke evans yes <laughs> oh <laughs> i love that
0: that's <laughs> it <laughs> see that ends with like if there had been a sequel, we would have gotten a modern Dracula starring Luke Evans, because that, you know, ends. Anyways, I've justice for Luke Evans; he did nothing wrong. <laughs> Maybe Karen Kusama will have mercy. That oh, is, what if she
1: crap? What if she cast him as Dracula and uh, Megan Fox's daughter? <laughs> flex? <laughs> oh my god! We're,
0: I hope they listen to this. Please.
1: I have send this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just. I mean, first of all, there's not a lot, put on my feminist gaze, there's not a lot of monsters that are women. We get to be monsters. (laughs) Women! (laughs) (laughs) There's, like, this and, like, the Invisible Woman and Sophia Butella as the mummy in that (laughs) (laughs) remake. But, uh, like, this is, like, like, some of the, it's it's like a a mix and half and half kind of, of, like, in the Universal Monsters of, like, I don't want to be like this. Like, this is kind of almost like a wolfman situation, which is mm. interesting for a vampire, because I feel like most vampires, the male vampires, it's all about being fun and sexy and drinking blood and being evil. But she, like, this is treated more like a wolfman situation where she she genuinely does not want to be this and wants to be free of it. And it's, like, this tragic that Yes, you want to say something? Have-
1: <laughs> yes, okay, because there's, there's a reason why it seems like that so much is because... Uh, the woman that plays her, uh, uh Gloria Holden, uh-huh. um, yeah. it was her first starring role and she reportedly was extremely displeased about having been assigned it, <laughs> so, like, she was, oh. like, pissed off about it, so he was, like, the disgust that she had may have, like, led to the quality of that performance,
0: <laughs> so it's, oh it translates God.
1: to that self loving, and I'm just like, yes, girl! That's so funny! <laughs> well, she's great
0: in it, I love her, <laughs> and she's, she's fucking gorgeous, she is. Like, what an aesthetic. But, what? oh, she did not want to be there. So that's why. She internalized that. I was like, fuck this movie.
1: She feared ending up like Bella Lugosi getting right, typecast. Right. So, like, that's, like, part of why she didn't want to do it. I'm just like, it just accidentally made it better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm acting. <laughs> well, is this what she's most well known for? Like, this is all I've really seen her in. I'm like, Oh,
1: oh gosh. Um. I would love to be typecast as a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Let that be, like, my only role. Like, yeah, it's, like, the first thing that shows up on her IMDb page. Uh Uh, And then, like, wife versus secretary and the uh, the (laughs) Corsican brothers. So, like, she's, like, well known for for this role. So I'm Hmm. like, oops. (laughs) Oops. Sorry, Gloria, you were too bomb in
0: this. (laughs) God. Like, I don't know. It's also just, like, her facial features, too. Like, there's just such this, like vulnerability to her, even though she also looks really powerful, like, she could fuck you up. Yeah. Like, I don't know, she's she's gorgeous. I don't know. (laughs) Can Megan Fox do this? (laughs) She has the range! She does! Oh my god, yeah. But, um, I also, I mean, I... The... The cinematography of it all, the mood setting of it all. I love, like, black and white cinematography when it's done really well. And, like, the, yes. the Blu-ray that I watched of this was gorgeous. Because I, I think I just, like, found it online somewhere. Fucking gorgeous, man. Um, I could look at my notes, I guess. Yes. <laughs> oh! I don't know. You know, that part where she's wearing, like, you can only see her eyes, basically. Oh, yeah, like that balaclava? mm mm-hmm. I, uh, like, yeah. yeah, I was like... Yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> like... Predict This is predicting Girl Walks Home Alone at night. That's what I was thinking when right. I saw that. I was like, oh my god, Girl Walks Home Alone. Yeah, <laughs> she just needs a skateboard now.
1: Yes! <laughs> Put it in the modern one. Let's go. <laughs>
0: um, it's also, like, we talk about all the different, how this is different from others, kind of, like, also how, like, it's not an origin story, like, it, you don't see her get bit and realize like oh fuck and all this stuff. It's like
1: at yeah. what she thinks is
0: the end gonna be the end of her journey. She's already a vampire. She's already like I do not want to be this way. It's just fascinating to me. There's no like romanticization of it. I don't know, cause that it's just a it, it's unique in that it's a female protagonist as a vampire, but also. That's not how she wants to be. I think I'm repeating myself at this point.
1: No, I I get you. I get what you mean. Everything else
0: that. I want to say about is how gay this movie is. So I'm just like you know, <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's pretty. It's very pretty. It is. I also uh as as usual um because they had to have you know some kind of a love interest in there. I was just like watching this the the, the romantic couple uh, in quotes <laughs> like they're fighting 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 and then it's like let her go and you know just i was like you go right." oh my god <laughs> y'all good that's, yeah, that's about right for the 1930s i guess so uh but i can't talk a little bit about the behind the scenes because there's a lot going on behind the yes. scenes of this film um because originally they had james whale <gasps> set up to do what? this film oh i think i knew
0: this fuck yes
1: we even gayer.
0: They're like, we can't do this.
1: (laughs) We cannot allow this. (laughs) Can't do it. Um, But uh, MGM executive uh, David O. Selznick, he negotiated a contract in 1933 with Stoker's widow to buy the rights to the chapter. Uh, It's called Dracula's Guest, which is what this is like supposed to be. Extremely loosely based off. It has, like, no resemblance. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I haven't read Dragon, so I can't read. I don't know.
1: No. (laughs) Same. Um, And he bought it for an advance of $500 against a purchase price of $5,000 back in 1933. So that was about $102,417.17 in today's money adjusting for inflation. Uh, And so... The MGM lawyers were worried about the use of the word Dracula in the film's title because they (laughs) thought Universal would take legal action since Universal did not originally hold Mm. the rights to that chapter. Mm. Uh, So uh, the project was codenamed Tarantula in response. (laughs) Mood. (laughs) Uh, Originally, uh, John L. Baldristan was hired to uh, work on the screenplay since he had just done Dracula and Frankenstein. Uh, his screenplay involved tying up loose ends from the original film, and in it, Von Helsing returns to Transylvania to destroy the three vampire brides seen in Dracula, but he overlooks a fourth tomb concealing Dracula's oh. daughter. She follows him back to London and operates under the name Countess Sakelski, and she attacks a young aristocrat, and Von Helsing and the aristocrat's fiancé track her back to Transylvania and destroy her. Here's where it gets great. <laughs> <laughs> The script included scenes that implied that Dracula's daughter enjoyed torturing her male victims, and that while ah! under her, <laughs> and that while under her control, the men liked it too. Ah! Also included were shots of the Countess's chambers being stocked with whips and straps, which she would never use on screen, but whose uses the audience could imagine. Okay, see, this is the Megan Fox vehicle. <laughs> yes, Miss Kusama. Ms. Kusama, please! Uh, So, regardless of any objections that the production code, administration, or the PCA uh, would have raised to the many aspects of the scenario, uh, Baldurston's script could never have been filmed because Selznick's contract with Stoker expressively barred him from using of any Bram Stoker characters that did not appear in Dracula's Guest. Mm. So... Selznick uh, then resold the rights to Dracula's guest to Universal in September of 1935 for $12,500, which calculates up to $232,766.30 in today's money. Wow. I got bank. <laughs> wow. Uh, and and also that included the rights to Baldrige's Scenario... So, horror horror film scholar David J. Skall theorizes that this was Selznick's actual motivation in buying the rights in the first place to profit from Universal's desire for a sequel by tying up the only obvious source material. So, he was like, I'm gonna do this. (laughs) Uh, So, the studio head, Carl, this is how the directors came to be. Uh, Carl Lemmy Jr., nicknamed Junior, Wanted James Whale, who was off his great success from Ride of Frankenstein, to direct Dracula's Daughter. Uh, But Whale was waiting for Irene Dunn to finish work on Magnificent Obsession so she could begin work on Whale's Showboat. Uh. Uh, He was wary of directing two horror films in a row, so instead Whale convinced uh, Lamel to buy the rights to a mystery novel called The Hangover Murders. Uh, um, Lamel only agreed after extracting a promise from Whale that he would direct Dracula's Daughters next. Uh, once Whale completed work on the film Remember Last Night for release, uh, Magnificent Obsession didn't filming uh, that same year. Uh, and then with Dunn freed up, whale went to work on showboat and then Lamel then was like, okay, we're just gonna replace him with a Edward Sutherland, who is best known for his work on comedies. Uh, <laughs> Sutherland had little interest in Dracula's daughter as well and he soon left the studio and then Hillier came on to direct. So that's how that came to be. So he just too, too much oh, going on. James the God. Whale. Can you imagine? It's like a true bummer that James Whale technically, he really only
0: made four horror movies, and he was so fucking good at it. Yes. Like, that's nice that
1: you want to branch out. <laughs> good good for him. I have to talk about the reception because it definitely mentions the lesbianism, which we can then go into. Ah! <laughs> so, uh, the New York Times gave Dracula's Daughter a solid kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek review upon its release citing the film's blood-curling events and noting that gloria holden is a remarkable convincing batwoman and concluding that the film is both quite terrifying and a cute little horror picture <laughs> <laughs> they just uh entertainment weekly described hillier's visuals as lush evocative and suffused with just the right gothic kais Hero, and noted that gloria holden's as the reluctant vampire protagonist absolutely drips Patrician eroticism, uh, <laughs> included that this film is better than Lugosi's original Dracula, so yeah, have views on uh, your side. <laughs> <laughs> Correct! Correct! Um, and, oh, where'd the reviews go? Okay, so, some of the reviews picked up on the lesbianism, <laughs> including the New York word telegram, which noted the countess's tendency to wander around quote, giving the eye to sweet young girls. Yeah! And the New York Times completely missed it and said, <laughs> Be sure to bring the kitties. Absolutely. <laughs> Entertainment Weekly was like the encounter between the Countess and Lily is so hot it's impossible to imagine how it ever got past 30 censors.
0: Truly. Well this <laughs> was this pre-code? What was the production code?
1: Oh I I'll Google that while you keep talking. Yes. Um so the uh, Times Out London only found a subtle suggestion of lesbianism in it, but uh, <laughs> horror scholar Skull notes that the scene has come to be seen as a classic lesbian sequence, although decidedly negative stripe. The scene between Countess Seleska and Lily was included in the 1995 documentary film Adaption of Russo's Book, uh, a- Another lesbian tinge scene which has received less critical attention comes when the Countess is holding Janet captive. Described as the longest kiss never filmed, Countess Celeska <laughs> hovers lovingly over Janet, hovers, and hovers, slowly descending to kiss the recumbent Janet, until inter- uninterrupted by the arrival of Dr. Garth. Uh, bright lights film journal after noting that gloria holden in the title role almost single handedly redefined the 20s movie vamp as an impressive euro butch dyke bloodsucker draws an (laughs) implicit comparison between (laughs) countess zaleska seeking to cure her vampirism through psychiatry and the former position of mainstream psychiatry Mm -hmm. of homosexuality as a mental illness uh, a -hmm. view still held by a, a minority in the profession Zaleska's cruising the streets of London is seen as a peril to cruising for sex, although that tends to be a gay thing, uh, <laughs> and as suggesting society's image of the lesbian as soulless predator. But the conclusion is that Holden's striking mask-like face and haunting luminous eyes are the intoxicating essence of transgressive lesbian power.
0: But what? What more is fuck? Took off. <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> god bless so the yeah man that that's a perfect segue for for so this this was during the production code which started in 1934 so yeah i don't know how the fuck that got past that they just don't see women as sexual beings i guess so i guess fine Uh,
1: (laughs) women don't want sex what are you talking about with other women
0: what okay so we'll get into the (laughs) is it gay segment of this absolutely so so Disclaimer for all of this in that the the representation- Not representation. Like, the subtext that we're seeing is not particularly good representation since it all relies on the predatory lesbian trope Mm -hmm. that's especially rampant in horror movies, even up to, like, high tension. But it's just important to note in, like, the history of it of something that's this explicit that was made in 1936 and somehow got past everyone, but it's just so fucking relevant and also- like, serves as an allegory for what you were saying for conversion therapy, even. How she seeks out a psy- psychiatrist yeah. to stop her with these needs. So she literally says, okay, she says, there's something that reaches out from beyond the grave and fills me with a horrible impulse. The impulse in the term of the movie means sucking blood, but particularly targeting young women. Yeah. Like, so it's her lust for women, technically, still, that, that she just cannot get over, even after she first sees the guy and is like... All right, I'm going to get over this. She still uh, goes cruising for a gal. Um, <laughs> she sends her henchman out being like, oh, my mistress wants to paint you. And so that's why the girl comes in.
1: <laughs> I love that part because I was just like, in the 1930s, we're we just going to go with this dude who's like, my mistress wants to paint you. And it's like, okay. Her, I guess so. and then,
0: she, she even tells her, she's like, oh, I was relieved. Your henchman was kind of weird. But now that I see you, <laughs> like, this is fine. It's, it's chill. It's um, all right. And God, yeah, that particular scene, like, this that scene was so gay that it's literally featured in the celluloid closet, which is, like, the history of of queerness in cinema. Like, they even talk about it in that. They do- that. They, they are talking about the whole predatory lesbian trope, though, in it. Um, once again, I'm not saying, like, oh, isn't this great? But <laughs> it's fascinating, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, just in general. But, um, and that goes- I think that's one of the other- Things that makes her so sympathetic, especially from my eyes, is like you see this person. Or if you're reading it that way, you see this person who thinks that that part of themselves is bad, and is trying to fix it, trying to seek out the love of this man, this psychiatrist, Jeffrey yeah. or whatever. Like this guy, <laughs> you you Pen? think you think that <laughs> th- that this guy can save you from all of that, and you can live the way society expects you to the norm- quote unquote, normal life that you think you should be living. Yeah. It just I I think that's just what separates this from so many of the other monster movies. I mean that the, God, I cannot imagine if James Whale got his hands on this one. God.
1: God. <laughs> ah. Got to go back in time, man. We got to fix this. Oh man. Mr. Whale, please. <laughs> Mr. Whale, right. please.
0: Also, no one, no one just quotes Hamlet in Daily Life and is not gay, so that-
1: (laughs) Is there a straight vampire? Absolutely not. (laughs) That
0: too, that part. (laughs) Bullet (laughs) points, bullet
1: points. What I even like about, uh, this is like, apparently Anne Rice- has also named Dracula's daughter as a direct inspiration from her, for her own homoerotic vampire oh, fiction. Yes, like she named a bar in her novel Queen of the Damned Dracula's daughter in honor of the film. Uh, that's great! So, it's it's like God, please. Good for it's her. It's so gay, so good for her. Oh, I have a cat trying to break into my room. It's never fails.
0: Hi, so, Belle. Since oh, she's Oswald left. is behaving, one of your cats has to go oh no. shit. Belle. <laughs>
1: Oh my god. She's being really loud. I'm sorry. You can probably hear this on the <laughs> microphone. Bell. I can. <laughs> oh my god. Kitty. Hi. Can you come here? Or not. This is gonna stay on the cut because I have no way to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> she's in my lap so she'll stop meowing. Right. Um, but yeah, this is a gay film. So. <laughs> and, like, cause literally she's the only person that, uh, The Countess is like, like she she's like, I want to like do the head and shoulders portrait of you. Like for the guy, she just like goes up and she like stares at them, hypnotizes them, then boom, sucks them dry. Boom,
0: yeah.
1: And but the this, it's like, no, we gotta slow it down. (laughs) We gotta. (laughs) Do you want the bra straps? The the bra straps to come off? I was like, hello. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. Imagine being a lesbian in 1936 and watching this and being like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> Cheryl, oh my god. you gotta see this. Oh my god. I wonder it, if it, this was, like, talked about in the the lesbian oh. community of the 30s. I bet it was. I can almost feel it. <laughs> they have, like, the children's hour on Broadway and Dracula's daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We gotta talk about it. I also like the part where it's like implied that she's getting closer, and then it suddenly just like the camera just like shoots upward real fast, yeah, like oh, can't <laughs> see this cameraman would just leaned on it too hard, it's like ah, <laughs> can't see the lesbians, <laughs> Sorry, guys <laughs> God, and she's like the only I don't think like she's she survives, and like but none of the guys do of this of the attacks, so like that has to count for something. <laughs> Is she, like, I forget, is she dehypnotized by the end? Because she's kind of just in, like, a trance. I think she gets a little dehypnotized by the end. Yeah, she seems <laughs> know, more but as, a treat, as, a... as a treat.
0: As a treat. As a treat. She can I... live. That, that should be Amanda Seyfried, by the way.
1: We're casting yes! all of this. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Justice for Jennifer's body. In a new Dracula's Daughter film yeah but it's but it's a great it's a great film i I really enjoyed watching it, and it's not not really that long at all, so it's you no. can watch it and you're like, you're like, yes, nice short film, I love it, let's do it again.
0: That's truly the beauty of all of these universal monster movies is that most of them are like seventy minutes. Just
1: it's like th- I can cram that in, let's go, yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> go 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 go, yes, yeah, highly recommended, especially if you're inside a lot like <laughs>
1: <laughs> like right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, right now.
1: Except for us. We still gotta go to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I technically, my store is still open, but as of now, but I'm taking sick days because I'm not fucking going. Yeah. So, good idea. We're taking it one day at a time here. But anyway, so Dracula's daughter, Fuck it fucks. Uh, do, you wanna, <laughs> do you wanna wind down?
1: Hell yeah. <clears throat> uh, shall I go first? Or you wanna go first? Sure, you're yeah, good. Alright. So, I watched a fair amount of films this week because uh, I was just doing stuff around my room, and I was like, I'll just watch a movie. Uh, I rented from the library uh, Bumblebee with oh, Haley yeah. Steinfeld, and that was a fun-ass movie. That's the screenwriter it... of
0: Birds of Prey.
1: Yes! Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was so fun. Like, throughout the first half of the film, I was like, is she going to fuck the car? She's going to fuck the car. Why, Why <laughs> did this you came... think that? Like, this came out right after Shape of Water, and I was like, the it's... A... <laughs> it's... The trailer made it seem extremely romantic tones, and I was like, "Are they gonna make it seem like she's gonna fuck the Are car?" Are you serious? I got like Iron Giant vibes from the trailer. I, no, the 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 movie has more, and that <clears throat> was an inspiration was the Iron Giant. Um, uh-huh. So the the I don't know how they cut that trailer like that, but definitely the film was more Iron Giant than anything. And I was like, oh, "Okay, thank God for that." It was really fun, though. I, like I think it was as good or even better than the first Transformers film because the other Transformers films don't exist. I've never seen any <laughs> others in my life. Uh, and then I watched Happy Death Day to You. Yay! Which was also very fun. Um, I did like the original a bit better, I think, because- really? I I'm- I'm just- because there was somebody that mentioned, like, sometimes it's more fun to not see the, you know, the wizard behind the curtain- And I'm just kind of like, yeah, because she mentioned, you know, um, in the film, I thought, you know, the day was resetting for me to come to terms with, like, my mom's death and just Mm -hmm. everything that I've been through, and I was just kind of like... Yeah, <laughs> I kind of thought that, too. <laughs> um, but I still did really like it. Um, I do have to ask your opinion on her going to her alternate universe where she's with her boyfriend but doesn't have her mom. Give me your thoughts. <laughs>
0: well, that wasn't the alternate universe. That was her universe.
1: Oh, that was her universe? Yeah. The I thought it was just a different- is
0: where, The alternate universe is where her mom's alive, and that's, when, that's, like her com- that's her coming to terms with it, is realizing, like, I can't live someone else's life. I have to be on oh. my own. It is okay. stupid that she makes that decision because of the guy, but yeah, <laughs> uh, that is that's her world. That's the whole. That's her. It's like they got that's switched her full places. Circle moment, yeah, that's yeah. her full circle. moment. Oh, okay. She doesn't belong in that world where her mom's alive. That's the whole point. I, okay. I mean, that that shit hit with me. I, I, I actually, I really, I think I did like the second one a little bit more. I okay. Here's my my quick review of Happy Death Day to you because yes, I. <clears throat> I first of all respected that it wasn't doing the exact same thing as the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's also kind of a genre switch almost. It's way more sci-fi than horror. It still has some horror elements. But yeah. It gets, it's almost like a more of a sci-fi movie and it gets like vibes of like a John Hughes movie at points, like weird science oh, yeah. or all the college students. You know, I thought it was so fun and it's, it's a it's a very big movie about grief and everything, which horror has explored a lot. And so, anytime that happens, I'm just like, oh yeah, I okay. should heard it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, bro. I I'm just I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting emotional just thinking. About it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Like, okay. They're both great. I can okay, so, cannot wait to see Christopher Landon's next movie that Michael is uh, co-writing. Fuck
1: yeah. He said he's probably he's like already thought of a third Happy Death Day film to do. So I'm like. Uh, if he can do it well, I'm down for it. So, Let, like, him t- Let, Let him, him speak. Let him do a Universal Monster movie. Yes! Oh, I got it. The, the we, part we, where Tree came in, she was like, you are gay! You are gay!
0: <laughs> like, truly, I will not allow a straight person to make a Franken- like, Bride of Frankenstein movie like they're planning. Like, no. We were supposed to get Bill Condon, and that's the only part of the Dark Universe I'm mourning, is Bill- how Bill Condon was going to make Bride of Frankenstein.
1: <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Um but no yeah I did I did I really did like Happy Death Day too. Um okay. I was just kind of just like I don't know, maybe it was just the ending I guess maybe I wasn't really paying as much attention as I showed <laughs> up, because it just it seemed like she was going back to the other universe the alternate dimension. Oh, no, that was her but universe. That was her universe. Okay. Cuz I'm just really bad at watching films. Uh and then I have gotten back on my AFI 100 movies list and I watched City Lights today. Uh oh. it's the, the Charlie Chaplin movie. Eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. There was, like, I, I go into the reviews on Letterboxd because, as we all, all, all of us as film Twitter do, uh, Letterboxd is our home. And just, everyone's like, four stars, four and a half stars, five stars, and shit. And there was, like, one guy that had, like, three stars, and he was, like, the most valid guy of the entire comments. He's like, I guess <laughs> this, maybe this isn't, like, the kind of humor for me that Charlie Chaplin does, and I'm just like... That could be, like, because I don't think I have any other uh, films of his in the 100 movies. I think there may be one more or something. Uh, I was talking to Sydney about this, and she told me Buster Keaton was better, and I was like, I've heard mm. that. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Maybe I'm just not for, like, old classic movies and that kind of, like, some, some classic movies. Because um, I do like silent era films. I think they're very fun. Uh, but I don't know. Just kinda mm about Charlie Chaplin in general. <laughs> so that probably that's didn't.
0: fine, he married a twelve year old, so you're fine. You don't need to be
1: worrying about that kind of stuff. You don't have to, don't have to just drop in some details on people who might not know. Um, but other than that, I haven't been up to much else just doing my doing my job, reading my books still. Um my my nephew came over yesterday because my sister and her husband had to go to a wedding. So well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah,
0: uh, I've been watching a lot. I um, I saw watched *Fright Night* part two. There's
1: oh my a, gosh,
0: is very fucking eighties. I love it. There's a vampire on roller skates. That's all yeah, I don't know about that. I still think Charlie Bruce is such an annoying protagonist, but what can you do? Um, <laughs> I rewatched *Frankenhooker* just because I needed. It's, it's literally like. That Onion article of like woman forgets her feminism to enjoy her half-hour <laughs> show, but it's me watching Frankenhooker. Uh, <laughs> if you've not seen it, it's this. I, I mentioned it in my Valentine's Day article actually that I wrote for, for Pop Culture Beast. It's about this, this like med school dropout. His fiance gets killed in a lawnmower accident. Oh my you know? god! And he saves her head and her brain, and he's like, I gotta make a new body for her. And so he goes to like New York City. ...to get body parts from sex workers, and he's gonna kill them with this thing called super crack. Um, it makes- All right! Ex- it's ridiculous! Uh, yeah, anyways. All right! Franklin Rooker <laughs> the director of Basket Case! Uh, what else? Oh, I, um, I watched Dr. No, but could not focus on it. Like, I'm, like, starting a- Oh! <laughs> Since I have more time to rewatch all- to watch all the Bond movies, I had just done Daniel Craig... But then they delayed it, and so I'm like, well, what if I watched all the Bond movies? There's a lot I haven't seen. I tried to watch Dr. No, and I was just like, I'm sorry, but I was, like, so bored for most of it. I was like, <laughs> head, head <laughs> empty. Maybe i was just, just right, not writing the right mindset for
1: it. It's, uh... Have you God. seen it? I grew up on James Bond, so... Okay, okay. I, my dad, uh... <laughs> my dad, uh... I was, ra- I was raised on James Bond, um, like, MST3K, Three Stooges, okay. uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, I know a lot of James Bond. Like, my dad and I bond over this a lot. And he he was really upset about James Bond being 20- pushed off. He was like, November. Same! Dude, I was same! Like, I was like, I know, right? Like, this was going to be, like... I hope, like, our, our last Bond film together before I, you know, got my own place to live, so I was, like, really bummed about it. Um, but, Dr. No, it, yeah, I think you have to be kind of in the right mindset for it, the right mood for it. Um, because he's got, like, a whole ass list of, like, here are the worst James Bond movies, but here are the best James oh, Bond movies, and <gasps> here's your dad's here's list.
0: The <laughs> I need your
1: dad's <laughs> list. I'm gonna watch them all anyway, but I have to know his thoughts. Do you have a favorite Bond, like, actor? God. Oh, goodness me. Probably has to, like, it probably has to be Sean Connery because I did kind of grow up on him the most okay. out of all the Bonds. But I think that Daniel Craig is the mm. best of the Bond come from the novel to film medium. And my, okay. That's what my dad, he has read all the books. He knows his <laughs> shit. Uh, he's, he said, yeah, like, because he thought that Daniel Craig was going to do great when they first cast him. Um, was he like a then, fan of layer cake? Like, oh, that guy, yeah. Oh, he just—he was just like, oh yeah, he—he he looks good. He looks like he's gonna do good. Mood. Um, and, and so, and then it came out, and everyone's like, oh wait, we take it back. And I was like, damn right, you take it back, darn tootin'. Um But he thinks that um, Die Another Day is the worst Bond film.
0: I just rewatched that.
1: <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. good. but... No. I, I've the rest starts seen... so much better, but uh, it's it's just because it I got too. I feel like that's not techie. even the
0: worst Brosnan one though. Like, what's the one with Denise Richards? the Jesus Christ. Uh... Oh, I'm blanking here. But um,
1: oh I know God, which one yeah. you're talking about. I just can't think of the
0: title. Yeah, when my because my brother lent me all the Daniel Craig Bond movies because I asked him to, and then he's like, "I threw in Die Another Day for you so you could get some Toby Stevens." And I'm like, "Thank you very much. You kn- you know me so well." Thank you. And now he's lent me all the Sean Connery ones, so I can work my way through.
1: You know? Mr. Connery, yeah, he has a toupee, like in the later ones, but it's a pretty good one. So I didn't even know until my dad told me. So. We gotta get,
0: we gotta get your dad on here to talk about the Bond movies.
1: <laughs> We're becoming a Bond podcast. Sorry, everybody. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> but um... he does think that Skyfall is the best so far of all the I love Skyfall, Bond films. Yeah. Oh, it's so good! It's so good, and then yeah sam mendez like truly the duality of man because then he did specter which was not the greatest but it it still holds up like it's yeah, still good it was like it's just, it wasn't skyfall oh yeah, um, yeah it wasn't as like bad or as boring as i remember it being it's really just
0: a third act that kind of falls yeah it's like the first it, it it's pretty decent the first two-thirds of the movie and honestly then when Christoph Waltz really t- comes in to shine. Uh, he doesn't get to. Doesn't <laughs> get out. to. Also, a waste of Andrew Scott. i already talked about this. No, went. you haven't.
1: Please tell me about they it. F- I want to know more. They fucking wasted Andrew
0: Scott. Like, I don't- You you don't do that with him. You don't have him play this random, obviously this man is evil and going to turn on you, and then he just, like, falls off of- railing. Like, I don't- you could have done so much more with that. And then I was we're, I was Sweet. watching Goldeneye with my roommate, and how, like, Famke Jansen in that is, like, this, like, murderer who gets off on having sex with men and killing them. I'm like, you see, that's who Andrew Scott could have played. <laughs> Please! God! <laughs> I just thought, there, yeah, there was a lot of wasted potential for Spectre, unfortunately, and also- Yeah. That's when they started the- like, every Bond seems to have to- when he's getting older up in his- Bond career has to have a Bond girl that is half his age and that's when they brought in Leia Seydoux and I'm like I'm like Daniel you know I love you she's too young for you she's too young I, I say that th- as I ship double O Q with the <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a hypocrite
1: it's fine well, to be fair, he just looks young. He's probably yeah. He's like,
0: like he's like forty. It's true, but come on, it's like please let's go. He just um, yeah. Ben Shaw just looks like a child. It's
1: <laughs> he's just so young, and they've they've known each other for nineteen fucking years. So when it's high.
0: When I found that out, yeah, y'all, they d- listeners, they did this, like, World War I movie back in, like, the year 1999, and I, like, lost my mind. I was like, are you uh, kidding? Uh, they've known each other that long. I was like, oh, I thought shit. Layer Cake was the first thing they did, and even that's, like, way back when.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, maybe we will have more Christo- Christoph Waltz to shine in No Time to Die, because he's gonna be in there. Yeah, he's um, in, like, a Hannibal cage. A- oh, yes. <laughs> Hannibal cage. Um... I know, yeah, I, I feel that. And then Sam Mendes went and did 1917, so I was like, I forgive you, yeah, Sam Mendes. Yeah, he's himself,
0: it's fine.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Um, sorry, we are just talking about Vaughn for ages. Oops! It's a good, it's a good segue. Uh, but, now oh, yeah, I, I will get my dad's list for you. He'll put it in, like, his favorite films, from, like, best to worst, and then he'll do it, like, by actor, He's like, George Lazenby shouldn't have even been in James Bond. Whoa. And it's like...
0: <laughs> hot take! I don't think that's a hot take, actually. <laughs> Alright, we got it. We should go. This has become the Bond Hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, um, you should probably announce uh, that we are uh, changing up our schedule. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're no longer going to be doing weekly. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, bi-weekly instead. Uh, still on Thursdays. Uh, it's just we- we want to do and pre-create the best quality stuff for you guys. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I don't feel- that I feel, like, rushed or anything for my research and stuff, but I'm just, like, I have a full-time job, and I'm extremely lazy. (laughs) Yeah. Getting to watch films and then do all the stuff, uh, for the side, all in one week after, um, doing everything else in my life. It's just like, oh my god, I need, like, a breather for a moment. Um, but this will also give us better time to, like, create good stuff and really, like, if we can watch the movie more times to get even better in-depth conversations, so I think it'll be an improvement on our, on our podcast.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I had, like, this weird feeling when we were doing the Crimson Peak episode that I could have done better and done more research and I just didn't have the time to do it and, like, that wasn't the first time I'd had that thought while recording this and I just want to be able to put out good shit for y'all and so I think this will be good for all of us.
1: Yeah, definitely. So you can find us uh, on Twitter and on Facebook, uh, Horror Time Pod and South Horror Time Pod, and I'm also on Twitter at LM Designs. Uh, where are you on social media, Kate?
0: I'm at Dyke
1: Madden on Twitter. <laughs> I still love that handle Never so much. <laughs> Never over it. Glad someone uh, likes it. <laughs> so we'll see you guys in a couple weeks right. uh, with our Stay next film, hopefully. Xander will show up for this one. Yeah, we're we're going to get him to emerge, we swear. We will get him out of here. (laughs) So we'll see you guys later. All right, bye. Bye.